This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's about to go. This is the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast, where we talk history of the game numbers and stats. And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should, because I'm this, 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 this the, the real deal. And you know I gotta shout out the Buffalo Bills. Turn it up to the max, sit back and relax. This the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Let go! Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome in to this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by Minute Media and Fansided. This is going to be the week 18 preview show. Welcome to 2022. It's week 18 of the NFL season. The Buffalo Bills have an opportunity to be back-to-back AFC East champions for the first time in a long time but it could very well happen this week. Excited for this one. It's a showdown with the New Jersey Jets, a familiar foe. Uh, we're in a great position. We're at home. It's all there for the taking. But before we get into all that, it is 2022. That does not change what we're going to do on the show. So as always, we're going to be highlighting a charity. This week, we're going to be highlighting the Cerebral Palsy Alliance Research Foundation. So very cool organization. Um, obviously, very cerebral palsy driven. Uh, you know, something that ties to, ties to me very closely. If you follow the show, you know that. If you're new to the show, hi, thanks for being here. And uh, you now know that. CP uh, is kind of, my, kind of my jam, and that's where I like to hang. And this place is really cool um, because they basically are really at the forefront of like providing funding to research, you know, just anything that is in any shape, form or fashion going to help improve the lives of anybody that has cerebral palsy and is also going to try to be at the forefront of identifying all of that stuff prior and trying to, you know, early detection, you know, that kind of stuff. But on top of that, also researching like cutting edge new tools and devices and braces and things like that that can assist people in day-to-day life. I mean, just a very cool organization. It, it's a hundred percent like if you're into backing something and you know, you've kind of been looking for something to back, they're doing really cool stuff. Uh, I know cerebral palsy kind of doesn't get highlighted a ton as far as disabilities go and a lot of other things out there that, you know, truly should be also highlighted not taking anything away from them, but very cool organization. Uh, they do a lot of great stuff. You can head over to C-P-A-R-F, that's C-P-A-R-F.org to find out more about them. Uh, you can donate if you want. 
Um, you can actually, I bet if you kind of look in your backyard, I know there's a local spot here in Sacramento. I mean, they're across the country, they're in different locations. So uh, I bet you could find one close to you. Um, there's also just like general knowledge there that you could find about cerebral palsy and the research that's going on and things like that. If you're, if you know, if you're kind of into that stuff. So again, that's cparf.org, the Cerebral Palsy Alliance Research Foundation. Very cool. That's who we'll be highlighting this year. Uh, we'll be transitioning all that stuff over at the Buffalo Nerd and everything like that for the year. So very cool. Now, let's talk about the exciting stuff because when we came into this season, I think there's a good amount of us that would have already hoped at this point in time we would have had the division locked up. We knew it would be ours and we would have been maybe fighting for that one or two seed. So that didn't happen, whatever. But we're still in the driver's seat. We hold the keys to the car to get where we want to go. But an interesting little tidbit has happened this past week where the Cincinnati Bengals, who are the three seed right above us, have decided that they're going to sit Joe Burrow. Um, they're down Joe Mixon due to COVID. And so even though they're playing the Cleveland Browns, who are also down you know, Mayfield and some other players like that, it, it's just this is an opportunity where if Cincinnati loses, the Bills can potentially get to three. Now, yeah, that's great. I mean, you get to three, you have a better opportunity of, you know, maybe hosting another game or things of that nature. But this is interesting the way that this could fall, because right now we would basically be paired up with New England uh, in the first round of everything were to stay the way it is. Now, if we get up to three, I know that sounds really good on the forefront, but sitting there potentially if things were to just end the way they are right now are the Colts. So these are two teams that we've had trouble with this season. We've taken the loss to them. Um, but it's going to be interesting how this shakes out. The Bills do have everything in their own power, though, to absolutely make sure that they at least are hosting this home game and they're hosting that division crown by beating the New Jersey Jets this week. But also in the mix, you have the Chargers, you've got Vegas, you've got Pittsburgh and Baltimore are still there. Um, but realistically, the only teams the Bills might potentially see, I would guess, would be New England, Indianapolis. Uh, the Chargers and maybe Vegas, depending on how they fall in there, um, just based off on the numbers of the Bills were to finish three or four. Either way, it all comes down to a W. Four weeks ago, I said all we want for Christmas is the Bills to finish the season 4-0 and because then we would know that we're the division champs. We guaranteed the spot in the playoffs. We get the home game, and everything's there for the taking. We've done that. We're sitting there. We're here. All we have is the Jets in front of us. Now, I think most of the time when you think of the Jets, you think, okay, well, we should just crush the Jets. And yes, we probably should just crush the Jets. But this is the NFL. Uh, the Jets just took Tom Brady to the fourth quarter last week. So, uh, I mean, there's, there's interesting things that can happen in the NFL. The Jets also beat Cincinnati earlier this season, who just got done beating the Chiefs, right? So, I mean, this is, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But I think right now, if you're like, searching for some big like how's the how are the bills going to do this i'm not going to give that to you because to me this is one of those generic things like i kind of said last week where you're the better team on paper you have the better record you've already crushed this team this season so everything says that you should win this game so just execute just go out and execute and you should come out on top i truly believe that's all we have to do is execute. This team will probably come out. I mean, they're going to have an opportunity to potentially take down a division opponent from winning the crown in the last week of the season. So I think they're going to show up. I anticipate they're probably only going to show up for like a first half uh, where they give it to us real good and maybe try to keep it close. But I'm also wouldn't be surprised if we don't get a repeat of Miami last year where Josh just comes out and lights them up in the first half. And then 
in comes Mitch to light him up in the second half. Um, but it all boils down to execution. No turnovers. I mean, this team still gave up 400 and some yards last week. So offensively, this is a good opportunity for this offensive line to get another week together to work as we get ready to go into the playoffs, uh, because it's going to be important that their, their continuity is important because you've seen as we've, we've kind of got Bates in there and he's kind of, for, you know, kind of really helped solidify what's taking place. It's looks good. And Singletary has been aggressive and he's been running hard and he's been just dominating when he has the ball in his hands or at least falling forward. I don't know if dominating is the right way to go, but he's making sure he's getting positive yards and he's going forward. He's making the smart play. So I think this week, execute, run game. You don't want to potentially put too many people at risk. If you can get up big at the half and sit some guys, you go for that. Um, but to me, success at running the ball, get good routines, you know, work the clock, get in rhythm, just be successful, execute your offense. Josh, I think, needs a kind of a rebound game. Uh, I don't I don't really like to call it a rebound game because I don't you know, it's not like he, he still had a good game. He threw three interceptions, yes, which is terrible, but he still did enough to make sure that this team won. So I don't, like, I don't really want to say that it's a rebound game, but it would be nice to see him go out and have that game again where he throws three touchdowns with no interceptions like we saw the previous week, right? So, I mean, I'd like him to have an opportunity to kind of reset and just get ready to go into this you know, where we're going to potentially be playing a team that he's already seen this season, um, you know, so he can just get to work on that. But offensively, execute. I think Diggs has got some big incentive numbers that he could potentially hit with some decent game with a decent game. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see some effort at that. But to me, this is get up by a couple touchdowns at the end of the third quarter, let everybody sit down for the fourth quarter, and then we go on our merry way and see if we're three or four and who's coming to town. So offensively, execute. Stay healthy. Keep Josh upright. Just look good. Look efficient. That's all I want to see this week. I, like, we're in the playoffs already, right? So if something terrible happens and we lose this, we lose this, right? We just don't, you don't want that to happen. But if that were to take place, we're still okay. We're just traveling now, right? I mean, and, and that's okay. But we just need to take care of everything, execute, be successful, look efficient, you know, be a, a semi-creative, you know, run some of your extra stuff that you wouldn't run to make sure that it's on film and people got to get ready for it, you know, sprinkle in some of that extra stuff, but just be efficient. You know, I'd like to really see the first opening drive. They just come out and dominate and put up some points and, and you feel good about this. I mean, defensively, more of the same. Um, they didn't, uh, they didn't face Zach Wilson the last time that we played them. Um, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they do against them. He's he's a little different than the other kid, um, but I, I still, to me, this is we treat him just the same way that we did Mac Jones a couple weeks ago. Uh, we bring a little extra here and there. I think he's a little more mobile, obviously, than probably Mac Jones. So you got to be a little careful there. But defensively, it's also just more of the same. Harrison Phillips and Oliver continue to eat in the middle, and you know, I'd like to see the ends continue to bring the heat. Uh, keep the pocket tight and let's get after him. You know, bring that extra guy. I've, I've really, really felt like this defense excelled, especially with the loss of Trey, because you don't want to try to cover as long anymore, but has really excelled with, with adding that little extra body rushing more often than not. It's looked good. The defense has looked better. I mean, five sacks last week. I mean, it, it just, it feels better. I like the look of it. So I, I want to hopefully we'll keep seeing that, especially when you've got dominant safeties 
you know, back there, like Hyde and Poyer that can cover ground and they can, they can make up for some of that extra inefficiencies that you now have. So for me, it's this week on the defensive side of the ball, I want execution just the same. I want to see just clean play. I'd like to see like the penalties not be there this week. That would be nice, but defensively, just a clean game tackle, just look good. That's all, you know, this, I think that's the theme of this whole thing is just look good. I mean, this is your final opportunity before the March where it's one, it's winter go home. So I, to me, it's this defense just needs to look good. You know, no late crap where we're having to take timeouts because we couldn't get in a play. You know, I like no penalty for guy getting off the field late. You don't want to see any of that stuff, you know, good coverage being tight knit on defense and just really making sure that we're we're efficient and this team it's it, they shouldn't be able to do a ton on us so just go out and look good doing it that's it special teams i mean i i still don't worry about bass till this day i, I mean when when he comes in to kick he's going to make the kick and that's and that's just how I'm going to feel about him until I see him prove me wrong and miss consecutive things, you know, or have a terrible game like that. And knock on wood that, uh, he, you know, he doesn't, um, but he's looked good. And I and I trust in him. His kickoff game is good. Kickoff coverage has been good. That needs to continue to be tight, especially as you're coming into the playoffs. You can't be giving up crap like big, huge special teams plays in the playoffs. That's, that's killers in tension filled tight games that mean a lot. So you, you don't want that. So. That side of the balls look good. Uh, the punt return game, I, I, I mean, I think you still keep giving Stevenson the chance one more time here, but you, you really have to potentially be prepared to just maybe in the playoff game put Hyde back there and just call it a safekeeping and just hope that, you know, nothing bad comes of it because it has been a, a little bit of an Achilles heel this year. Uh, we've had the fumbles. We've had some struggles. So there's a lot of bobbles. Um, you know, and some drops and things on, on the special teams on the return side. So I'd like to see a, a, a nice clean game there. I've been begging for the big return all season. At this point, I don't want it in this game. I mean, if we're going to get it, let's, let's wait for it in a playoff game now. Um, you know, so let's, let's not go for that this game. Let's save that. Keep that in the back pocket. The, the, the hack man, um, if he's got to be used, he's, he's, I, I, I'm always back and forth on him, but, He's he's been good. He hasn't had he hasn't really had anybody closer recently. So the blocking's looked better. I think we're blocking better for him up front, and I think there's there's been improvement there. So I just don't want to see him have to do a lot. So if we can continue this pace where he just doesn't happen to have to punt or like maybe once or twice, that's it. Especially as we're we're entering the winter months, you know, it's never good to punt anyways in some of these conditions. So really, it's all about that boils back to offense and third down efficiency. And that should probably be the the biggest key for this whole game is continue the success on stopping third down and being successful on third down because that is the remedy to winning in the playoffs. You've got to keep the ball and you've got to get the ball from them. It's not rocket science. It's common sense. Give your better players the ball more often, you're probably going to win. So this week, is it 45-17 Bills Jets? Uh, probably not. Uh, would, would I say we're getting over 30 points again? Yeah, I don't. I don't see any way that we're not going to get over 30 points. I feel like we might see a couple more rushing touchdowns. You know, this week uh, I'm going to probably put us at this feels like 34 for me, and I I don't want to say like 
we've been giving up some kind of garbage points and stuff late in this, that, here, and the other. Um, but I'm going to just call it 34-10. I think maybe they'll get a late touchdown, or maybe we got guys in late, just kind of second-string garbage time, get a touchdown. Besides that, the, the number one D in most of the game gives up about a field goal. That's what I'm hoping for, uh, and that's what I'd like to see. But more importantly, all I'd like to see is at the end of this, the final scoreboard says W. Uh, the Bills get to win back-to-back division crowns for the first time in a long time, and it hasn't been done at home in forever, right? So this is this is huge to do it in front of the home crowd, um, you know. So good success to the team this week. Uh, hopefully everybody's healthy and comes out of it okay because we are in the playoffs. I mean, so this is something you also have to consider as we're going through this game as we're in. So how much is the crown worth it to us if it if it's getting to where we're up but we're not up by a ton is it is it worth it to keep the guys in to go after the crowd like we're going to have to make some decisions during this game so best of luck to the boys uh i'm really really excited to get the playoffs going because i think the afc is just going to be wild and i do think that we have a we have a kind of jackal and hide kind of team that could be dangerous in the playoffs but i feel like we've kind of remedied a little bit that the past four weeks and uh i'd like to see us get in there and, and, and house somebody at home and really put the fear of somebody, uh, you know, who we're going to play in the second round, that there's a good football team coming your way. Anywho, that's going to do it for this week's Week 18 preview show. Thanks again, everybody that's been listening in. Welcome in for the new folks that are here. I'm excited to have you guys as we're venturing into 2022. Uh, you know, the season's obviously coming to an end, and then we'll be venturing into all the off-season stuff and everything like that. So, but for everything Buffalo Bills, make sure you guys are heading over to buffalolowdown.com. That's buffalowdown.com. And then for all things nerd, of course, head over to the buffalonerd.com. And uh, like I mentioned earlier at the top, uh, you guys head over to cparf.org and check out the Cerebral Palsy Alliance Research Foundation. Uh, that's who we're going to be highlighting for the year. And of course, go Bills. You just listen to the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.